Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. You may have read the headlines. What is being done to allow for HDB flats in prime locations to not become an enclave for that only the rich can afford? Public housing in prime locations. You may have read those headlines where you see buyers making huge gains from the sale of your flat. So how do we address the lottery effect? That's what we're talking about today. You may have heard of key measures under a new model, the new prime location public housing model. They include uh, clawing back subsidies from the first sale upon the resale of the flats, uh, reducing priority allocation quota for the married child priority scheme, and then additional eligibility concerns for buyers of resale public housing flats. Overall, the model is meant to ensure that new public housing built in locations, central locations, a city centre, for example, the Greater Southern Waterfront, that these flats remain affordable, accessible and inclusive for Singaporeans. What do these new measures mean for you if you're thinking of buying a flat uh, in these areas? We're going to find out. Nicholas Mark is Head of Research and Consultancy at ERA Realty. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Michelle. Uh, great to be on your program. Always great to speak with you. Can you give us the helicopter overview of this new prime location housing model? Yes, uh, most certainly. Uh, I think it's quite a mouthful. So <clears throat> the acronym is... Uh, the PLH. Well, basically, it is to ensure that the new HDB flats, they are built in prime locations, like, for example, the city centre or Greater Southern Waterfront, uh, will remain affordable, accessible and inclusive for Singaporeans. It is also to try to come up with a fairer system of how to allocate these flats, which um, most people expect it to be very popular, uh, in a a more equitable manner. Okay, and we're talking about BTO flats. Are we talking about older HDB flats in these locations? Will they be affected by this this new prime location housing model as well? Uh, no, no. The older flats uh, is not retrospective, so it only applies to the new flats that is going to be put on the market by the government. That means a new BTO flats. So the older flats, like for example, Pinnacle at Duxton, or even existing flats in Bishan. Uh, they will not be affected by this rule. Or oh, older flats in Waterloo the, Street, for example, they're not going to be affected by this new model. That's right. Unless the government were to buy over all these older flats, tear them down and build a new one there, then yes, the, um, Waterloo Street is considered within the central area, the prime area. Right. Okay. So how does this new uh, the, the prime location housing model, PLH as you, you coin it, how does it mm-hmm. work for these prime area BTO flats and what does it mean for them? Well, there's uh, uh, some changes in the rules that apply to this uh, new prime area BTO flats. Number one is the subsidy recovery or subsidy crawback. Uh, that means if, let's say, someone were to buy the flat from the government and sell it uh, after, uh, let's say, 15 years or so on the open market, um, they will be making a lot of profit and part of this profit will be returned to the government. Uh, there will also be longer uh, MOP, the min- uh, minimum occupation period. Instead of the usual five years now, it will be 10 years. Mm. And another big, big change is that 
even the resale buyers, the first-time buyers, there is an income ceiling that's capped at $14,000 per month for the household. But um, in the normal system, when it goes into the resale market, any buyers, even if you make a million dollars a year, you can buy a HDB resale flat as long as you are Singaporean or PR. But the new system is that even the resale buyers are subjected to the uh, income ceiling. Right. So those are some of the main changes, yeah. So for the resale restrictions for these PLH flats, um, the, the, you, you, you can only sell to resident households that do not earn more than $14,000 per month. That's correct. This is to make sure that uh, even the lower income people are able to afford it. And another big change is mm. that the government's going to incorporate some rental flats uh, rental flats are within this uh, HDB uh, development, um, and rental flats are usually rented out to low-income families. Got it, got it. Um, all with the, the plan of you know capping this, this lottery effect. I was looking at some of the prices. Four-room flats at Pinnacle at Duxton, for example, they were priced between 288000 and up, and they were launched back in 2004. And then in 2021, we saw the median resale price jump to 991000 That is a huge windfall. So by capping the type of buyers that can then buy these PLH flats, if you're a household earning not more than 14000 a month, that's going to impact the kind of loan you can take out for these flats, which means that sellers would have to, you know, look at prices that are a lot more affordable, right? Yes, but actually it also depends on how much cash balance that buyer has. It depends the prices in the new locations, uh, these new PLH flats can also potentially reach a million dollars or even $1.1 million uh, if the buyer is willing to come up with the cash and if they have a uh, long enough runway because they can borrow up to 80-90% of the value of the flat in the resale market. Hence, it can potentially reach that uh, $1 million mark too. But I don't think, um, it, now it depends on all the other uh, regulations, like for example, the 10 years MOP. And another interesting thing is that the owner of this flat cannot rent out the entire flat. So right now, what some buyers do uh, for the for the regular HDB flat is that uh, after the MOP, they will buy a private property and they will rent out their existing HDB flat mm-hmm. and as an investment property, and they live in the condo, uh, for example. Wasn't that always but, against the rules? They'd have to like lock a door, right, in order to do that. Um, well, with. Uh, with the permissions of the HDB, they ah. can actually rent out the entire flat. But in this new model, mm-hmm. um, for the new flats, they are not allowed to do so. They can still buy a private condominium for investment, but you have to continue to live in the HDB uh, PLH flat if they want to keep the flat. Got it. So to underline what you said, do you think that altogether these measures working in concert are going to really curb the lottery effect, these huge gains that these new flats in prime location were able to reap? Well, I think it's a balanced approach because the government has uh, gathered feedbacks from thousands of people, including industry professionals, members of the public and so on. And they have to come up with something that's balanced. Some people want something much stricter. Some people want more uh, something looser. Um, so they have to walk a more balanced um, line. And I think that only time will tell because we will only see the first batch of such flats going into the resale market after 2035, wow. I estimate about 15 years from now. 
So, um, but this, uh, looking at the rules, um, I think sometime this month, the government's going to roll out the first um, PLH project that uh, is located at the Rocho area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think let's take a look at, uh, they'll be also releasing more details about some of the regulations. Uh, and then I guess it will be interesting to see how's the public reaction. Yeah, absolutely. And this show is going to be useful for those people who are going to be lining up for those Rocho flats. What do they have to understand? And what do these uh, rules mean for different developments in, in the prime area, do you think? Well, I, uh, again, the jury is out on this one. But I think that um, what these new rules for this um, prime area HDB flats is that it is moving the needle from more of an investment property, like for example what we see at uh, Pinnacle at Tuxen, to more of a HDB flat is a home in which to live rather than an investment. So it's trying to move the needle more towards the home part. Um, and the longer MOP, instead of the usual five years, is going to lock up the buyer's capital for a longer period in fitting the flat. And also the subsidy recovery, when the flat is sold on the resale market, the government's going to claw back or cream off some of the excessive profit. This will also reduce the investment potential of such flats. So I think that uh, on the whole, on the it might, people might not have such a big capital gain that can allow them to jump to the private housing market, but they can still do so. They can still do so. Um, I, I don't think it's a total stop of that. Um, but I, the other thing is that for the HDB flats that are surrounding uh, some of these prime location flats, I, um, some buyers might be interested to buy those flats because mm. they're under the existing regulations. Right, uh, so the, it could have a knock-on ripple effect on the older flats in the prime yes, area. Could. But the downside of that mm. is that they are buying into an older flat that uh, might not have all the new facilities and older flats sometimes do comes with their, their set of problems. Like, for <laughs> example, cracked ceilings, you know, uh, cracks in the wall. Spalling issues. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So, so um, there is a give and take uh, for both sets of uh, uh, properties. Interesting insights. Help us understand the restrictions on resale. Mm, um, certainly. Well, when the, this uh, plant location flats are eventually sold on the resale market, uh, firstly, is that the new buyers are subjected to the household income of $14,000 or whatever household income cap is uh, applicable at that time. And this will actually make sure that you don't have super rich people coming in to buy um, these flats. And secondly is that the buyer cannot rent out the entire flat. So this will also make sure that the neighborhood or the community that the government is trying to create in these prime locations are not like full of tenants. Uh, mm. and they are actually meant for Singaporeans, including low-income Singaporean families, uh, to live and intermingle. And that is why uh, the objective is to build a more inclusive society. So people don't feel like, oh, people who live in rental flats, they are gay. You know, them, the other people and us. It's trying to get everybody to live together and to have um, understand each other. Yeah, so back to your earlier point that you're even going to see public rental flats incorporated in this uh, in the same space, right? Where you're building these new public housing blocks in, in prime locations. Uh, speaking of, of, on that point of, of inclusivity, what's going to happen mm-hmm. to singles? I mean, Lots of singles mm. <laughs> like the idea of living close to their work in the CBD, for example. What does this new model mean for them? They're going to be excluded, right? 
for the time being. Now, this model is still in a way a work in progress. I think the government is still um, receiving feedback. I think for the first batch, uh, because it is, um, even, even if it is a, a normal uh, HDB BTO project, singles uh, can only buy, um, well, through flats. Um, so for this, um, because the government expects the application rate to be quite high, so they say for the meantime, singles are excluded. But remember, this um, batch of flats will only enter the market about 15 to 16 years from now. Mm-hmm. So by then, the rules could change again. I think it could change um, something, maybe way before that, where singles will be allowed. Because um, in 15 years' time, I can well imagine that our Singapore demographics will change. So perhaps, um, yeah, I think the government will allow singles to buy and own these flats as well. I know, Nicholas, you've been thinking about this public location housing model since it was announced. Can you give us your sense of sort of the best and the worst case outcome for this whole suite of policy recommendations? Mm. Well, the best outcome, of course, is that we have this um, uh, inclusive community or neighbourhood there where we have people from all socioeconomic um, background that are able to live um, together and to have a common understanding among each other. So we don't have uh, enclaves of rich people just owning some of these prime location flats. Um, That's the best case scenario. The the worst case scenario, I guess, is um, some people might be looking for ways to try to gain the system. Like, for example, the 10 years MOP that might bring inconvenience to some people. So some household might feel that, oh, you know, um, I have a, a child that's going to go to primary school next year and I'm trying to register my child, so I, I need to move closer to the school. So they may appeal to the member of parliament for that area, you know, mm. to, to break the, to allow them to sell before the 10 years is up. So they, there will be situations like this. So I, there's one possibility is, yeah, the MP for the area is going to be quite busy. Hmm. So for the people wondering if they should line up for these new flats coming up in Rocho, and the big question is, does it make economic sense for them to buy the flats? What should be some of their considerations? I think first and foremost is, do you like that location? You know, Do you want to uh, live in that location, take a look around? Is it somewhere uh, near to places you need to go every day? Uh, what about the shops and um, choices of dining areas and so on? Is it some, firstly, it's the location. Yeah, because... Subsequently, I think next year, the governments will be rolling out more uh, PLH projects in other locations. And one possible uh, location is in the Greater Southern Waterfront, perhaps near where the existing Keppel Club is located. So um, the current one is at Rocho, choose the locations. And then, um, but bear in mind, this, with the 10-year MOP, this is going to be a home for your next 10 years. Mm. So... Um, Make sure you like that location and you like what you're going to buy uh, and don't just think of it as investment because um, the, the current regulations actually reduce the investment potentials of such flats. Right, you won't be able to flip it. Um, will, you'll still be able to rent out a room should you need to, right? That's correct. That's okay. correct. They can rent out a room and if, um, I mean, if they have three bedrooms, I think technically they can rent out two of them. Wait but, a minute, uh, Do you, can you only rent out after the 10-year period? Yes, only right. after the 10 years period. So uh, ultimately, it is meant to um, be a, a house or a room, uh, sorry, a flat for your own stay and not one to be, um, to be treated as an investment. Got it. Thank you so much for helping us understand the new model, Nicholas. 
It's my pleasure, Michelle. He's Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy at ERA Realty. We've been discussing the new prime location housing model and what it means for you if you're thinking of getting a new apartment in this prime area, BTO flat that is. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.